Welcome to Fangs and Folklore with your spooky host, Matthew Miller, expert in all things monster and paranormal. We give you pint-sized, bite-sized pieces of supernatural monster lore, exploring their origins, their history, and their meaning to the human condition. Listen, if you dare. <laughs> think of the Middle Ages as the age of witch hunts, there's some truth to that. But simply because times change doesn't mean that we don't still do the very same thing today in the modern era. The witches may change, the charges may change, the methods of inquisition may change, the punishments may change, but make no mistake about it, there are witch hunts and moral panics today in the modern era. The one we're talking about is the satanic panic of the 1980s, and that's what we'll continue with tonight. Welcome to Fangs and Folklore, the world's best paranormal and horror podcast and videos. Every episode is available now in video on YouTube and audio on podbean.com and all fine podcasting sites. I'm your host, Matthew Miller, expert on all things horror and paranormal. I'm a horror writer from the dark, haunted swamps of Louisiana. And it's my pleasure to welcome you to my terrifying world. Please check out my books on Amazon, beginning with Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story, which is volume one of the Gravediggers series. The Gravediggers are a failed comical punk rock band who keep crossing paths with all sorts of dark, evil, nasty creatures of the night. It's horror, it's comedy in one entertaining package. It's a six-part series. One through three are already out. Four is coming out any day now, so please stay tuned. Last episode, we talked about the 1980s Satanic Panic, how it went after rock and roll music, especially heavy metal or hard rock, as it was known from the 70s into the 80s, and how the backmasking of of secret Satanic messages became a big deal. You play the record backwards, you hear them saying something Satanic, right? Well, tonight we're moving on to the longest, most expensive trial in U.S. history, the McMartin Preschool Trial. So how did this satanic panic of the 80s really come about and the idea of satanic ritual abuse? We had McCarthyism in the 1950s where Senator McCarthy accused everyone of being a communist, right? It was a moral panic. The uh, the 1980s moral panic had some factors leading up to it. We had, as I mentioned last time, the, the uh, development of fundamental Christianity, fundamentalist Christianity, we could say. The um, Moral Majority, founded by uh, Jerry Falwell Sr., it was a political action group, very right-wing, very religious. The rise of uh, knowledge of cults, and a lot of cults coming about. And the Church of Satan becoming more uh, active and people made aware of it. And other Satanist groups, right? And so we come to this incident, or this event, that began in Manhattan Beach, California, which is a, a beachside little community southwest, I believe, of Los Angeles. The McMartin Preschool had been founded by uh, Virginia McMartin in 1966, and it was administered, the administrator was Peggy McMartin Bucky. It was a family business, basically. So in 1983, 39-year-old woman Judy Johnson called the police. 
She said that her two-year-old son, Billy, was experiencing pain when defecating, when going to the bathroom, and that she found blood in his diaper. Okay, possible sign of abuse, right? When she asked him more about it, he claimed that one of the teachers at the preschool, a certain Ray Bucky, had sodomized him. Obviously, the two-year-old didn't use the word sodomize. She, you know, however he communicated to his mother, that's how she communicated it in adult terms to police. Not only this, but according to uh, Mrs. Johnson, her son claimed some really weird stuff happened at the preschool. She said that the school staff brought in animals and had sex with them. That Peggy Bucky had used a drill to drill a hole in a child's underarm area. That Ray Bucky actually flew around in the air. She claimed also that Ray had dressed little Billy um, as a girl and played doctor with him. And she claimed that other children were abused as well, not just Billy. So Judy Johnson would go on to claim that Billy, to the police, that Billy had been bound with ropes, stepped on, sodomized many times, that Ray Bucky had manually and orally, you know, abused, sexually abused Billy. Uh, He had also, Ray had also inserted a tube into Billy's butt. He had taken Billy to his own house where there was another boy and Ray had taken nude photos of them in the bathtub. These are things that Judy Johnson's claiming. I'm not saying they're true, necessarily. Uh, Billy told her that he had been driven far away by a man named Dave to a ranch where he rode naked on horses. He said that Ray Bucky took pills and gave himself a shot and killed a dog and put a cat in hot water. Billy told his mother that he saw rabbits being chopped up. Rabbits, the animal. He said one teacher slapped him and another hurt him by putting some kind of star in his butt. A star, S-T-A-R, I don't know what that means. He said that Ray Bucky wore police, fire, clown, clergyman, and Santa Claus costumes at different times. That Ray threatened to get Billy and burn his house down, and that his mother wouldn't love him anymore. Billy, also, she said, had been afraid of the dark as of late. Very afraid of the dark. Couldn't sleep. They made other claims, but probably the most, well, (laughs) definitely some of the most bizarre claims that, that Judy made on Billy's behalf are talked about in this police report. Uh, They had told this to a detective who wrote it down. Here's his report. Quote, Billy describes having communion in a church. A prayer similar in sound to the Lord's Prayer was recited. A goat climbed up higher, 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 then a bad man threw it down the stairs. Ray pricked his right pointer finger. It bled. Roy put it in the goat's anus. Nobody had clothes on under the robes. Billy had a robe on too. They put a band-aid on his finger. Old grandma played the piano. Lots of threats were made against Billy and his family. It is unclear whether it was a doll or a real baby. Billy says real baby. But the head was chopped off and the brains were burned. Uh, Billy said Peggy killed the baby. Billy had to drink the baby's blood. Ray wanted Billy's spit. He put it on the altar. Uh, Let's see. Uh, This is still part of the uh, detective's police report. Uh, The detective, uh, close quote, the detective now... um, took a newspaper ad for a local health club that somehow Judy had showed Billy, and Billy had pointed out three of the women in the ad. He said they were witches. Uh, He said that they put Billy in a coffin and that there were no holes in the coffin, that he went on a train with another girl. He was hurt by men in suits. Uh, It says that um, staples were put in Billy's ears, nipples, and tongue. Those would leave a mark, right? that Babs put scissors in his eyes, that she hit him, said she chopped up animals, said she would come in the night and take him away. Okay, so uh, the, one of the weirdest things, this is part of the police report, quote, 
Billy was hurt by a lion. Something awful would come in the window. Oof. An elephant played with the lion, squirted H2O, then the lion didn't move. Billy was on his back. Ray let him pull the lion's tail. The lion roared but didn't move. Betty was there and other people. One lady took pictures, close quote. You can see just a lot of rambling, weird, weird accusations against Ray Bucky and the McMartin Preschool. Now, if you're wondering, wait, a two-year-old said all that? It's important to keep in mind that Judy Johnson was a diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic. She suffered extreme mental illness and extreme alcoholism, and she died of alcoholism not too long after this, this event. So, you know, I think even if there was, you know, a kernel of truth that Billy had been abused, then to me it's kind of clear that she embellished that a lot from her own uh, mental illness. All right, so on September 8th, 1983, in a move that I think personally was terrible and ridiculous, the local police sent a letter to 200-plus parents who had children at McMartin. The letter said they were investigating Ray Bucky for a child molestation, asking parents to talk to their children about it. And the letter asked the recipients, don't tell anyone, you know, they said, don't tell anyone about this letter, please. Hmm, you can guess what happened, you know, immediately all over the community. So things are pretty weird already in the McMartin case, but they're about to get weirder because after the police sent that letter to the parents, well, all hell broke loose. The parents entered a frantic satanic panic. Yes, that's my rhyming phrase. Thank you very much, frantic satanic panic. Authorities began to interview the children, and the stories the children told were both outrageously bizarre, but also oddly consistent. So two people interviewed the children, two professionals, Key McFarlane, a social worker, and Astrid Hager, a pediatrician. Both were women. Let's start with the latter, the Hager, Dr. Hager, the pediatrician. She examined 13 children, and she concluded that 10 of them had been abused sexually and physically. But during the trial itself, the defense team had their own doctor who disagreed with her, so keep that in mind. The much more controversial one was Key McFarlane, the social worker. She interviewed the children from a psychological point of view, and she developed a new method of talking to children about sexual abuse. She developed these little dolls, right, that were anatomically correct. They had genitals and breasts. And she used sock puppets. You've probably heard the phrase on the internet and pop culture, show me on the doll where they hurt you, something like that. Well, she actually invented that. During dozens of interviews, she said that almost all of the children had been abused with sexual abuse and satanic ritual abuse. I'll talk about uh, the controversy surrounding these interviews, but first I'm going to list some of the claims that the children had about what had happened at the McMartin Preschool. These are in addition to Billy Johnson's claims from before. Many of the accusations were against Ray Bucky, not all of them though. And so here's what they claimed. They claimed that they were sodomized, manually and orally also abused. They were forced to watch animals tortured, abused and raped. They were led through secret tunnels underneath the school and taken to secret rooms where they were abused. They saw witches and other people flying around. They traveled in a hot air balloon. They were taken through secret tunnels, secret tunnels up into the bathtub in the bathtub of the nearby house where they were abused. Get this, in a photo lineup in the trial, one child identified Chuck Norris as one of the abusers. Seems highly unlikely. Uh, children, they said they were taken to orgies at car washes and airports. They said that some of them were flushed down toilets and ended up in secret rooms where they were abused, then washed up and taken back up into the school. 
forced to play a game called Naked Movie Star, where they were made to strip and then filmed. During those animal sacrifices, which were held by candlelight, by the way, children were forced to drink the animal's blood. This happened, they said, at the school and at a local church. And lots of people in black robes that they said were always moaning. Yeah, weird stuff. Very bizarre. Hmm? Obviously, if it really all happened, it must be one of the most egregious, outrageous, blatant cases of Satan worship in history, right? And child abuse. But was it real? Well, on the next episode, I'll go into both sides of the argument. There were people during the time who started the Believe the Children movement who believed the children. They said it was all real, and others said, no, that's ridiculous. None of that could have ever happened. So I'll go over the evidence for both sides, and next time I'll let you decide, and I'll tell you my own opinion also. So what do you remember about your childhood? Probably lots of things, but did anything weird or negative happen to you? I personally experienced a lot of night terrors and nightmares as a child, I would. I remember waking up in my room, you know, kind of starting awake, and and thinking that a ghost was flying out of my closet, screaming at me, coming at me. It's terrifying. Those visions still haunt me and scare me to this day. In fact, as an adult, I have nightmares just about every night. I'm sure there's lots of unresolved issues there that that uh, could be, that, you know, probably need therapy for it. But maybe that's why I uh, I deal with horror so much or love horror. It's amazing how things from our childhood can stick with us forever, isn't it? You know, we're being formed as children. Our personalities are being formed, and things that happen there become a part of who we are. So what about you? Anything like that in your childhood? Tell me in the comments. And, uh, oh, by the way, if you spot some people in black robes with candles in your bedroom tonight, I guess you're screwed. Thanks for listening and watching. Please like and subscribe. And sleep well, if you can.